Good morning. Good to see you this morning. Man, I tell you, I don't know about you, but sometimes even coming back and doing some of the old, old hymns, for those of you that have been in church for a little while, something like, How Great Thou Art, I'm like, dang, that just like gets something going inside of me. So I um, really love the, the band and what's going on this morning. Man, it's good to be here this morning. Um, we are in a final week of our series called Influencers. And throughout this series, we've been looking at what does it mean to be an influencer? What does it mean to be not only a positive influence, and how does it mean, like, let's avoid being a negative influence, but let's not be a neutral influence either. What does it take for us to become life-changing influencers? See, really, God's called us to that. He's called us to become life-changing influencers. He said in the Sermon on the Mount, he talked about salt and light and talked about that's what we are to be. That's who we are to be to this world. And I think sometimes we forget some of those things and we go through the motions of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But he's called us with a purpose to be salt and light into our world. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a missionary or a pastor or work at a church or even have vocational ministry. It means every single day as you go, as I go, as we do our life in this world, we're to become influencers. So throughout this series, we've been looking at what does that really mean? Um, Brandon's brought brought the last couple of messages and said, hey, it starts with character. It continues with coaching. And this week, we're going to end on this whole idea of that it also, it requires courage requires courage. Think of courage, I think of fear. Thinking, man, what, what, are you, what are you scared of? That's the question I have for you this morning. What are you scared of? Anybody here scared of spiders? Okay, a couple of you. How about snakes? Okay, I cannot stand snakes. I mean, snakes are one of those things for me that I'm just like, uh-uh, don't want anything to do with it. It can even be a little gardener snake. I had to, to remove a gardener snake from our backyard, and I, had, I picked the darn thing up, and I held it, and it was like, looking at me in those beady eyes, and I thought, oh my gosh, this thing's going to like just go to my jugular and take me out. I really did. I thought it was going to be the case. I mean, there's no, no doubt in my mind why they call the Satan a serpent in the Bible, because of those darn snakes. I do not like snakes. There's other people that have some other things that they're a little bit scared of as well. I was talking to Pastor Spencer the other day, and he said he was scared of whales. See, I would laugh at that too. See, I'm thinking sharks, I get, but whales, I mean, come on, like, oh, are you scared of sharks? He goes, no, I'm not scared of sharks. I'm like, okay, now I'm really confused, but he, I don't know what the deal is. He was saying, well, he goes, they're just so big and they're so huge. And I'm like, okay, so maybe there's other people that are scared of whales as well. See, I think fear, fear is a common thing for us. I would guess that most people have some sort of fear. Maybe it's fear of some creepy crawlies. Maybe it's fear of public speaking, fear of the unknown. In fact, this last year has brought even more things to the forefront, I believe, when we talk about fear, don't we? I mean, think about fear of COVID-19. Fear of vaccinations or not vaccination. Fear of masks or not wearing a mask. Fear of job stability. Fear of leaving the house at all because not sure what the heck is going on in our world. There's a lot of things in our lives that make us fearful. But becoming becoming a life-changing influencer, we're going to be called in our life to face some of those fears. And facing those fears requires courage. When I think of courage, one of the things that pops in my mind 
is the movie Wizard of Oz. I'm guessing most people probably have here seen The Wizard of Oz. Definitely a classic movie. You know, Dorothy gets swept away from in, in a tornado in Kansas. She ends up in this place called Oz. Throughout her efforts, she's trying to, to find her way to take the Red Yellowbaker Road all the way back to find The Wizard of Oz. And as she does so, she comes upon three travelers that are also looking for something. Scarecrow was looking for a brain. Tin Man was looking for a heart. And the lion was looking for what? Courage. Yeah, he was looking for courage. The lion was my favorite of the, of the companions that really needed something. I think the truth is that I think I identify a lot with that lion, wanting to have more courage. I think many people probably do as well. See, courage can be displayed as we look into our lives in many different ways. Sometimes it can just be courage to get out of bed to take on the day because things just keep coming after you day after day after day. It might be something meaning like even taking steps in the midst of a failure and trying to take steps towards something even though things haven't been going very well. It may be a family that's dealing with cancer but still clinging on to their faith in Jesus. Maybe it's even a single parent trying to raise a family while still keeping themselves and everyone together and bringing their focus as they lean on God in the midst of all of that. I found a couple of quotes that I think gave us a good idea of what courage is. A Mark Twain quote says, Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Nelson, Nelson Mandela said it this way, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but triumph over it. The brave man is not he who feels afraid, but he who conquers that fear. So I think we look at those things and we're like, man, that, the whole idea is like we, we can still be fearful. We can still have those fears, but courage is actions in the midst of it. Courage is this way. Courage is that despite seeing the fear that's right before you, you take action against it. I think there's some different types of, of, of courage. I think one of those types of courage is physical courage. This is the kind of courage I think that most people think of when it comes to courage. It's more about having, you know, doing something at, the, at, the, at risk of bodily harm or even death. This is probably more than what we've been talking about so far. You like picking up that snake and removing it, maybe killing a spider, maybe swimming with whales. I mean, I don't know about it, but it could be all of those things. But this also could be like applying to things like running into a burning house to, to save somebody. We're fighting for our country. Man, we know some people who are out battling for our country. That's physical courage in the midst of all of that. These things take a tremendous amount of physical courage. Well, then there's moral courage as well. It's about doing the right thing, even at risk of inconvenience, ridicule, maybe even a loss of job or a loss of social status. This could be things like standing up to a bully on a playground. And I know that takes physical courage, but what if that bully is a friend or, or even someone that you know well. It takes moral courage to step in the midst of that. Maybe it's refusing to be part of some people gossiping, even if it's your friends, and that you know that that could cause you some social status in the midst of it. Maybe it's reporting something that's going on at work that's not right, that's unethical, maybe even illegal. That could be all what it looks like to be having, having moral courage. But then there's another courage called spiritual courage. And spiritual courage has to do with living our lives out in a way that truly reflects our faith. Living it with purpose and meaning given to us by God. See, this is a vital, vital component for us to become life-changing influencers. 
Here's some examples. Maybe, maybe it's an opportunity to, to let go of things. Maybe you've been trying to hold on to everything for so long, but it's letting go and, and trusting God even though everything around you seems to be collapsing. Maybe it's building some God-honoring relationships in your life, having the courage to step into some things that will help you grow as a believer, but also being able to be there for other people as well. Maybe it's, maybe it's just developing some, um, some meaningful spiritual disciplines in your life, like getting into God's Word and, and, and devotional times with Him, or maybe even just coming to church or, or watching online or, or any of those things, but there's courage to make those things a priority. And you might be thinking, gosh, don't, Don, those, those things really don't require courage to do them. I just need to do them, don't I? Well, that's 100% true. But in doing so, you have to have the courage to make it a priority and to stop doing some other things in your life. See, having the courage to face fear isn't anything new. In the Bible, there are 365 fear knots. And I thought, how appropriate for that, because I think every single day we could look for some encouragement to say, man, I need help today. I need to face what's in front of me today. And having those things be able to do that. And also there's so many stories in the Bible about people that despite the fear, despite their circumstances, stepped in front of those things and went after him. Like, things like Elijah confronting King Ahab, Elisha and his servant defending themselves against the Arameans, Daniel in the lion's den, David facing Goliath. All of these stories had great people, had great courage to step forward, to do the things that they needed to do. The scripture I want to focus on today, that was a little bit different story. This one's in Joshua. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to uh, Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to, um, in this text, we're going to be looking at three different um, keys to courage in the midst of this. And to set up the story, we're going to start at the back of the, the book right before that called Deuteronomy, the very last part of that. We see that Moses has died. Moses, and Moses was an incredible man of God. In fact, in, this, uh, in Deuteronomy 34.10, it says this, There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Well, that's some pretty big shoes to fill, isn't it? So in comes Joshua, Moses' assistant. I'm, and I think if, if I was him, I would be looking at this, man, I'd be pretty fearful about taking over, about what's, what what's going to even happen next. And I believe God knew this. And so he addresses this fear with Joshua right away. Verse 1, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, <clears throat> after the death of, the Mo, um, of Moses, the Lord's servant, the uh, Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. Okay, uh, up to this point, Moses and God would, spot, would talk directly to one another. God would speak to Moses. He wouldn't speak to Joshua. He would speak to Moses. But now, things have changed. Now he's speaking directly to Joshua. Now, if I'm Joshua, and my boss was this great man of God, Moses, and he just died, I, I would think I would be, like, really concerned about, okay, what does this all mean? What does this all look like? And now for God to be coming directly to me and say, all right, it's your time. It's your time, buddy. You're up. It's ready for you. This is all about you. You're going to lead these people. So Joshua goes from losing this great mentor to hearing now that he's in charge of all these people. He's in charge of taking them to the promised land. I think that's a lot of pressure. There'd be a lot of fear, a lot of, a lot of trepidation in the midst of that. But God goes on. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on the land that I will give and have given you. 
from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. Well, that sounds pretty good, right? All all sounds pretty good. And I love what he says next in verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead the people to possess all this land I swore to their ancestors I would get them. It's in that first section here that I think we come to that first keys of courage. What was Joshua doing? He was listening to him. First key for us to, to, to understand and to, to step into these things and the keys of courage is to say, man, we need to listen to God as he's talking to us. God's talking directly to Joshua. He's reassuring them. He's helping calm any fear. And you might be thinking, well, gosh, man, that would be extremely nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have as much fear in the situation that I have in front of me if God spoke directly to me. And I get that. I think I understand that. I think as we continue on with the scripture, we might get some additional insight on what that really looks like and what that means. So verse 7 says this, Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you, and do not deviate from them, turning either from the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. All right, he says, here's some instructions. Here's some guidelines. Follow them. And then he continues, study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. That brings me to a second key, and that's to seek him desperately. We got to listen to him. But man, in this, in this section here, we looked at, hey, we also need to seek him desperately. This is actually one of the core values here at Northern Hills. We often talk about this. We seek God desperately. We know how valuable, how important it is for that to be a daily rhythm of our life is to seek him. And I love how God put this qualifier in there regards to the success that Joshua has. He tells him he's going to have all of the success, but then he says, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. When you've sought me, when, you, when you've gone, put your attention towards me. Well, why do you think he said this? Well, I think I know why. Because if Joshua was anything like me, he, and he had all the success, the further he got away from things, the further he would make it all about him and not about God. God is saying, yeah, you will have success, but you will only have success when you have made me the priority. See, many times in our lives, we want God to work, don't we? We want, we don't, but we really don't want to do the extra work of seeking him desperately. And maybe it's not even that we don't want to, but it's just that we don't take that initiative to do that. In order for us to have the courage for the battle ahead of us, we need to make God a priority in our life, and we need to seek him desperately. All right, let's move on to the final part of our text today. I love how God closes out this conversation with Joshua. He says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this brings us to the final key, the final key to courage, and expect God to be with you. Expect God to be with you. 
See, Joshua was able to do the things that he did because he listened to God, he pursued God, and he expected God to be with him. See, God, Joshua went on. He had the battle of Jericho, the battle of Gibeon, conquering of Canaan. Even with these, all these monumental wins, without a doubt, jo- Joshua's greatest accomplishment in, in his whole life was his unwavering faith and loyalty to God. And the fact that he expected God to be with him every step of the way. Like Joshua, as followers of Jesus, there's times when we're, in our lives we're supposed to be life-changing influencers. We said it starts with character, it continues with coaching, but it also requires courage. Courage to speak up for Jesus. Courage to live out our faith. Courage for you and I to be salt and light to those around you. I heard another pastor um, say this saying once, and I really liked it. He said, the path to your greatest potential is often straight through your greatest fear. I really like that. And I, and I want to change that and reword that a little bit to say this. The path to becoming a life-changing influencer is often through your greatest fear. In order for us to become a life-changing influencer, it may be that biggest fear that's in front of us for us being able to step through those things. There's going to be times when fear is staring us right in the face, trying to keep us down, and that's the enemy's plan. The enemy's plan is to to thwart us by putting these things in front of us and taking us out. But as the Apostle Paul encouraged Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. See, with the power of Christ within us, we can be strong and courageous, not afraid or discouraged. For the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. For some of you, maybe you've been in a spot where you've had a divine burden on your life, but you've been afraid of committing, afraid of of stepping out of your comfort zone. Be strong and courageous. Maybe some of you, you've been hearing and feeling promptings from God to do something or or to correct something or to, or to, to fix something in your life. Follow them. Be strong and courageous. Maybe someone here or someone online, you've identified an addiction in your life. And you know you need to tell somebody, you know you need to to, to let somebody else know, but you just can't get the courage to do so. Be strong and courageous. Maybe someone even here or listening online, maybe today is a day for you to take a step to make Jesus the Lord and leader of your life. And I want you to know that it takes courage to step out into that, to, to take courage to say, man, I can't do this on my own anymore. And Lord, I need you. I want you to come into my life and fill me up. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Taking a step to follow Jesus, to leave it all and to trust him, to become a life-changing influencer is not an easy thing to do but it's a thing that you can do with the help of the Holy Spirit as we expect God to be with you. Maybe that's for you today. So maybe you've never given your life and you thought, gosh, what am I waiting for? I want to encourage you, be strong and courageous and give it all up to him. See, having courage 
Having courage doesn't apply to just the perceived big things in our life. It also has to do with the smaller day-to-day things. Maybe for each and every one of us here. Maybe we can ask God for the courage to introduce ourselves to a stranger, to someone that maybe needs help, to step out of your comfort zone and, and helping somebody in need because you've recognized it and you've felt that prompting, but you've never followed it before. Maybe it's to be Jesus' hands and feet in our community or to share with a friend, someone that you know that you're taking a risk, but share the love of Jesus with them and the hope that you have. Maybe it's even just inviting a neighbor or someone that you come in contact with to to come to church to to learn about him with you. See, becoming a life-changing influencer, it starts with character. It continues with coaching, but it requires courage. Do you have the courage to be the salt and light in this world? I think we all do. It's identifying it. See, in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, the lion was looking for courage. And he was hoping that when he finally found the wizard, he would, he would, give, he would be given all of the courage that he needed to, be, to take the steps that he needed to step into the fears that he had in front of us. And the wizard pretends to give these things to them, but it wasn't anything that the wizard could give. For in reality, all he did was help the lion find what was inside of him all throughout the whole time. Church, if you look deep inside your heart, you too may be surprised that God's grace, that by God's grace, Christ has given you more courage than you've ever imagined. Courage to be a life-changing influencer. So as we go and as we, as we step into those things each and every day, God wants to use you as a life-changing influencer. Let's take a step forward. Let's face our fears. Let's be strong and courageous. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for who you are. And thank you for the examples throughout the Bible that we have of people that are just strong and courageous. And God, I just thank you for the example of Joshua as he didn't know what was ahead of him that he felt ill-equipped, but you've placed him in a spot to serve you well, to be a life-changing influencer. And God, I just pray that as followers of you, that we live our lives that way, that we step into the things that, that maybe be a little bit scary, but we focus on you, that we listen for you, we seek you desperately, God, that we expect that you are with us every step of the way. And with you, God, all things are possible. Pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message. If you'd like to get involved here at Northern Hills, check out our website at inhills.org or download the Northern Hills app. We hope to see you again soon.